Welcome to the Texas Ag's Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network and this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The Aggies are coming off a 45-23 loss at number one Alabama on Saturday. Adam quarterback Kellen Mond threw an interception on the second play of the game, and one play later, Crimson Tide quarterback the great Tua Tungavailoa. We saw him in person. We've seen what the hype is about. Well, he goes national championship game style in uh, it doesn't end the game, but gets him off to a great start by hitting Devontae Smith for a 30-yard touchdown. Gives him a 7-0 lead in the opening minute, something you can't do. Alabama blew the game open in the closing minutes of the first half. They scored a quick 10 points in the final couple of minutes. Got a touchdown. AM had a chance to get off the field on a third and seven deep in Alabama territory. They hit a little swing pass to running to the running back, Damian Harris. He goes for 52 yards. A few plays later, they score. It's 28-13. Kellamon throws a last-minute pick in the first half, and they march right back down and score a field goal. 31-13, Alabama at halftime. It goes from 21-13 and just like that, 31-13, and they never look back. Now, a few bright spots in the loss. A&M's defense allowed 109 rushing yards to Alabama. That's the fewest rushing yards for Bama in a single game since the LSU game in 2014. Pretty significant. I think A&M's run defense is for real. We've seen it enough against good competition to believe that that's the case. Kellen Mond ran for 130 yards before sacks, a net of 98 yards rushing. The 130 yards before sacks is the most of any quarterback against Alabama under Nick Saban. But the Tide D sacked Mond seven times, and that's the most in a game against A&M since 2010 against Missouri. In the loss, punter Braden Mann set an NCAA single-game record with a 60.8-yard average. If you watched it, if you watched this game, you came away saying, man, three things. Alabama is really, really good. Tua Tungavailoa is absolutely phenomenal, and he's worth the hype, worth the price of admission. And that Braden man, how about that punter of Texas A&M? There was some wow factor, some oohs and ahs, even among the Bama fans to watch a guy punt like that. They had a good one the last few years in J.K. Scott, but this guy Braden man can absolutely bomb it. A&M sitting at 2-2 two and two right now, heading to Jerry World this weekend for an 11 o'clock kickoff Saturday against Arkansas. The Razorbacks feature first-year coach Chad Morris, who is an Aggie, went to Texas A&M. And defensive coordinator John Chavis, A&M's D.C. the previous three years. The Razorbacks are 1-3 and three and have dropped three straight games, including a couple of group of five losses entering Saturday's matchup. Coming up in the program, we'll talk about that. A lot of Aggies and Hogs, and we'll be joined by former Texas A&M quarterback Jimmy Wright, former A&M quarterback and former A&M defender Justin Dunning as well with us. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Every year, thousands overpay for a used car. They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. 
Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader Trade-In Marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Hi, Gabe Bach here from Texags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to Texags.com, what are you waiting for? Texags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like Texags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's Texags.com. Welcome back to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's go highs and lows on the loss to Alabama and then look ahead to Arkansas. We're joined in studio right now by former Bryant-era quarterback, longtime former coach in the SEC, offensive coordinator Mississippi State and Tennessee, and an Aggie, Jimmy Wright with us, the chief of police in studio. It's Arkansas week. We'll start with a look back on Bama a little bit. This four-game stretch is going to be really interesting moving forward. These are games you can win them all. You can lose three of Correct. them, too. So we'll see. A very, it's, You're right in that middle, in the fork in the road in the middle of the year. But let's look back first. Okay, what stood out? A little bit of good and a little bit of bad. Yes. You want to start with the good? What's on your mind, Jimmy? What stood out? Well, what I really liked was when uh, Coach Saban talked with the media after the game, and he said he would like for the media to do him a favor. He was real nice to him, and that he would like for them to write about the things that occurred in the game, like A&M outrushed Alabama mm-hmm. one thirty to one hundred nine. A&M had more snaps than Alabama had seventy two to sixty one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> A&M had the least penalties, four for 50. They had nine for 82. And uh, time of possession, mm-hmm. uh, A&M had the ball 30-something minutes, 26 seconds, and they had it 27, 24. Right. Anyway, we had yep. five minutes and 12 seconds more than them. A&M got in the red zone more. But, yeah, and, that's a little hidden because Alabama scored on right. longer plays. And then if you he wanted them to take a look at that because – that's what he's got to talk to the team about to improve not just to beat the teams in the SEC, but the good teams like Georgia and Auburn and your national playoff of getting his team ready on the big picture of improving week to week to handle whatever stout team comes on the schedule and they've mm-hmm. improved in these areas. And it's the same thing you and I, gave talk about, about our secondary with missed tackles, missed assignments, uh, guys open in a certain area that somebody did, did not get out there to defend, and the offensive line. And the whole thing with the secondary and the offensive line and your wide receivers, the one thing that we're a little bit lacking of is speed and quickness. Because whenever Kellen Mond had the closest route to get to the quarterback is 2-2 techniques 
over right guard and left guard. And when number 78, 64, and 73 did not block those two guys, and Kellen Mond was in the grasp of two big linemen, 600 pounds, he should have had that big thing at Coach Bryant, Woody Hayes, Gabe Box says all the time, protect the ball. Protect the football, yep. And just fall to the ground mm-hmm. and not flip it. Same way with uh, Davis on the, uh, on the pylon. If you're going to flip it, your running back was wide open to the right, too. So there's uh, some things he could have done even if he had chosen to, but you got to minimize damage. See, see, whenever you're being grabbed and pulled down, you got to think, okay, this is 75% bad play right now. <laughs> right. I'm going to take the, I'm going to make it second and 12, but have the ball and no score on the, on the score. Live to another down. That's it. Right. See? He can still go make a play on third down. That was the second play of the game. You had another down to to try to make your first down. Uh, But these are things that that our players are going to learn, and that's why it makes Coach Fisher and Daryl Dickey and all the coaches their jobs a little bit harder because you can't change some of the bad things that's been occurring now for four years of we don't have a Jake Matthews at right tackle or Luke – Yokel at, at, uh, at, at left tackle or Bleha or Ifedi. So we don't have linemen that have quick feet. Now they've got strength, but they're not quick. So we got to do things to not have missed assignments, missed tackles, or not line up, or make a bad play or a bad decision where the percentage is in the favor of the play to be bad. Mm-hmm. See? And if we do that, Alabama didn't take very many chances. Now, if you take Tua out of the ball game and you insert Hurts, oh, he played all the fourth game. quarter, it's a completely different team. Yeah. It's for the quarterback us, can make that big a difference. It's for us, Hopeville. He was three for three in passing for 28 yards. He ran three times for minus seven yards. They did a good job on him. Pursuing yes. A&M's good run defense. I'm convinced of that. Uh, we did a great job of run defense. Their total was uh, they had 3.6 per carry on 109 yards with 28 carries. Lucci looked it up. That's the fewest rushing yards Alabama's gained since LSU in 2014. Correct. Almost four calendar years. I mean, it's way back there. Yeah. And, and the guys like Kink, uh, number eight, Kiki, and number 52, uh, Justin Matabuki, and, and Landis Durham and, and uh, Dalen Mack, number 34, they did a great job. And I'm going to talk about Landis Durham. The last two games has been the leading tackler at ends. Atora Locke has been the leading tackler at linebacker. Uh, Kingsley Kiki and, and uh, Justin Matabuki tied with one solo and three tackles assisted each four. And guess who the secondary best tackler was? You'll never guess. Who was the guy that you'll always remember in the UCLA game? The Deshaun Capersmith. He was the leading tackler with four solo and four assists with eight tackles. I couldn't believe it, but there he was. <laughs> well, the run D was the most impressive part of yes. the game, if you want to look at the good, uh, besides the punter. Yes. The punter and the kicker. Now, now we now, hadn't got a... to the punter and the kicker. and That, that was a huge bright spot. Brayton Mann was 60.8. And That's a record, single he game. He set an NCAA record, and that is great. And then our uh, freshman field goal kicker went three of three. They were one of one. DeLong, for them, averaged 36 yards. We averaged 60.8. Now, that is a flip of the field difference now. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really want yourself a quarter uh, kicker controversy, but A&M's going to have a decision to make whenever LeCamry oh, when comes, comes back. <laughs> They may just say, we're going to roll with We're going to roll with guy. small. I mean, he, not only is he kicking it in there, it's going right down the middle. Oh, he's a metronome. Yeah. It's incredible watching this guy kick. And he looks like he's just having a good time going out to the park. Oh, did you see him shooting the darts? Yeah, I mean, that's this what guy, I mean. This guy's having too much fun. And, and I There's thought. No, this guy's just, 
you like where his mental state is going into Alabama and making all three of them. I think his mental state is – I think he's looking to see if Jennifer Aniston's going to call him. <laughs> he doesn't know who Jennifer Aniston he is, probably doesn't, Jimmy. Yeah. He's, he's on to the, the young girls. <laughs> I know. He probably doesn't know who the heck she is. He probably thinks she's an older lady. <laughs> she's still good looking. Oh, yeah. 99-yard drive was a positive. I yep. thought Kellen Mond, under all that heat, had a really good football game. You played the position, coach the yep. position. Did you think he played a really good football I, I game? I thought he played really good. We'll have more with Jimmy right next. You're listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Talking Aggie football in studio with James Wright Jr., former Texas A&M quarterback, longtime coach, Jimmy Wright with us in studio. All right, Jimmy, what do you say about the topic? Who's most likely among this receiving core to do what Christian Kirk, Ryan Swope, Mike Evans, Josh Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, ninety-two-yarder, Ed Pope, and yeah. Thomas Johnson even had a hundred-yard game. All six of those guys against Arkansas, right. dating back to the move to the SEC in two thousand twelve. Somebody's going to do it against John Chavis in this defense. Who's most likely to do it? The, the person that's most likely to do it, I'm going to name three, depends on how much that they play. Okay. Because they rotate them. You know, it's not just like uh, Bobby Joe Conrad playing for St. Louis Cardinals and playing ever down, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys will rotate in and out all the time. Uh, I'm going to name three guys. I think that number 81, Sternberger, will have a big game. I think he's on the verge of beating people in the middle. I've seen him outrun the Sam linebacker. I've seen him outrun the nickelback, the strong safety. And if if, uh, Kellen Mond can arc the ball a little bit over Sam linebacker like the Alabama quarterback did to number – what was that tight end's number, 58 or – Oh, yeah, Hell Hinches. Uh, and he arced that ball mm-hmm. over there, and away he went. See? Yep. And uh, I think that uh, uh, number 81 will have a big game if the game plan against the 4-2 nickel is to go to the tight end because that 4-2 nickel has a hole in it, see. All right, the other yep. one, I think, might surprise you. It just depends on how much he plays. Number 13, Rodgers. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I think that he, if he's, if he's well, I think that he has got – he doesn't have great speed, but he's got some moves that a few of the other receivers don't have. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit concerned with the overall speed and quickness of about three of the four receivers – so the three I'm picking is Sternberger, Rogers, number 13, and Davis, who I think is the quickest, fastest receiver we got on the field. Yeah. That plays now. It's kind of a hard receiving core to scout in a lot of ways. Now, it's also hard when you have a guy like Mike Evans and you know he's a stud. It's, and it's also hard when you have a guy like Christian Kirk on there, and even when you're looking for who's going to step up around him, you know Kirk's on there, but it's, e- it's easy to scout him. It's hard to stop him. You know See, he's the focus of your scouting report. Right. You still got to stop him. And yep. they've had t- they had trouble stopping Christian Kirk throughout his three years. But at A&M, only, uh, the top five receivers are separated by three catches. Osmond leads away with 14. Davis is fifth right now, but he's got 11. So it's just it's on yards. They're all, all in five a little guys, bunch. They're in a bunch. Yeah. All five of those guys are separated by 65 yards receiving. So it's kind of hard to – now Chavis knows the personnel, so he's got a little bit there. But it's kind of hard to um, it, it, It's kind of hard guys. to see which one. Yeah. All right. Why I picked Davis is because, to me, he's come out and looked like the player that's got the most speed and the quickest – feet to separate himself from the defender and have an open window. Best chance for a vertical threat. Yes. And, and Rodgers looks like that he is tall enough and he looks like he's re- ready to fight for the ball. And if he, could, if he was faster, he would really be heck on wheels mm-hmm. to try to beat on the takeoff or any deep route in there. Sternberger looks like the guy that I would have to say – 
that he's going to get 100 yards or more. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chavis had us a tough time stopping the tight end yes. with his defense. With, with his defense, because whenever he takes out Sam linebacker and puts in the nickel back, there's a hole in there. Mm-hmm. Because you got two linebackers trying to cover strong side hook, middle hook, weak side hook, and it's pretty tough to do it. At, uh, against UCLA, that kid caught 15. Against Wake Forest, their tight end caught nine. Yep. And Sternberger's really had maybe the best year among all the pass catchers. Oh, yeah. He's one behind Osmond in catches. He's 11 yards behind him, but Osmond has zero touchdowns. And Sternberger's one off the tight end single-season record at A&M, four Uh, touchdown catches. And remember, two touchdown catches, great plays, got called back. Now, I'm going to watch Osmond against Arkansas, Kentucky, South Carolina close. It's time for Osmond. Because, see, I'm a little bit concerned with his – what I call speed and breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit concerned if he's got that speed or is he just a possession route guy that can run a curl, a slant, a quick out, a cross pattern, but not a deep vertical like whenever you look at this sheet over here and, and, and you look at all the long gainers right? and you look at eight – uh, there's, I think there's eight passing long gainers with starting at 57 yards or 54, see. Well, we're not even close to anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to belittle our receivers, but we got to improve in vertical passing. Mm-hmm. And Kellen Mond has got to arc the ball, Gabe. He's got to lay it in there like Tua does. Yeah. And let the guy run under it or dive for it. Well. I'm encouraged because A&M seventh in the country in total offense and 23rd in passing and have faced possibly the two best defenses in college yes. football. So you're encouraged on that because those numbers could potentially get even better as you they, go they on. They would definitely improve if we get some receivers that are doing what Alabama mm-hmm. did to us right. with long gainers. Yeah, and it would make sense to imagine that A&M's receiving core is going to get even better when they're not lining up on Clemson, which they were wide open against those guys. They did a good job against those guys, all I can especially tell you, against Alabama. All I can tell you about long gainers is when I look over at Coach Saban now, he doesn't have bags under his eyes because they're <laughs> scoring so damn fast. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> Okay, real quick before we let you go, okay. Jimmy. Of the three biggest concerns, which is coverage on the back end, all the bus and big plays allowed, on the pass rush, especially on the edges, right. okay, with four-man pass rush and not counting the blitz, right. and then the O-line and pass protection. Those are probably the three biggest concerns. Real quick before we let you go. Okay. Which one of those has the most uh, obvious answer insight or solution to solve that thing in season? You got to solve it through recruiting and development. You, you got to solve it with the team that you got on your roster. Which one of those, though, is the are you most confident they can fix this year? I I think the old line they can fix the easiest okay. because they'll use they, they will use more bodies to help out the left and right tackle. Mm-hmm. From one quarterback to the next, and several generations in between, from Jimmy Wright to Trevor Knight. Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning will join us. A couple guys that played together in 2016. Both wore number eight, one offensive, one defensive. Trevor Knight will be with us and Justin Dunning. And in the wake of the Kelly Bryant transfer, the news that he's quitting the Clemson team. How about Trevor, who left and grad transferred from from Oklahoma to Texas A&M, has a very interesting angle here. And the player's perspective on what's going on with the redshirt rule. We'll go big picture next with Knight and Dunning. Figure eight on the Texas Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. 
I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast, and now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Download the app or text SKILL to 484848. Text SKILL to 484848 to try Babbel for free. That's S-K-I-L-L to 484848. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses? <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Marina White Report, CRM Sports Network, and joined right now by a couple of teammates together at A&M back in 2016, a couple of years back. Both of them wore number eight, former players Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning with me in studio. And some breaking news right off the top of this thing as Kelly Bryant, who Clemson does not waltz into Kyle Field and beat A&M without Kelly Bryant on that night. Mm. 18 games days ago, Kelly Bryant was their hero. Right. Yeah, well, among other guys. And now he's no longer a member of the Clemson football team. How crazy is that? And that just goes, we're seeing all sides now and angles of the new normal with the red shirt rule. And the red shirt rule is wonderful. And coaches can kind of figure that out, keep young players motivated. But what about old players? You know, this is interesting. What is your instant reaction when you see that moving forward, unless Jalen Hurts decides to leave this week, Kelly Bryant is going to be the face of the underbelly of the redshirt rule. What do y'all think? I, I think it's a lot more interesting than what meets the eye. Um, first thought, and I've got a lot of thoughts on it. I really yeah. do. Oh, this is great. Uh, my, my first thought is he's been thinking about this a lot longer than the two days from when he was named the backup until he decided to transfer. Um, and, and that's my big problem with playing this QB carousel back and forth. You're always looking over your shoulder. You're always having to at least think about, well, what's going to happen if – and you're not going to play your best football. Yes, Kelly Bryant's played well this year. He played really well against A&M. But I don't think you've seen the best of Kelly Bryant because he's had to been thinking about, well, what happens if I get named the backup? And now that happened, and immediately he already decided he was going to transfer. I know, you know, of course, from my experience, which I'd like to get into a little bit more in a second, Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that was a process for me that took weeks to decide, hey, you know, this is the situation. Am I going to transfer? Those types of things. So to do it in two days, he had to have at least been thinking about it a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. Justin, what's Absolutely. your immediate reaction? I kind of agree with that. I mean, I think he knew it was, a, it was a possibility from the time they brought the guy in. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, number one quarterback in the country. You're, con- you're constantly looking over your shoulder. And I think I kind of understand the situation. You bench him four games to the season. He's played a really good season last year. He's done extremely well for you this year. And, I mean, he's kind of thinking – what more can I possibly do for you, you know, as, as a program? I haven't made any mistakes here. I've been a good player for you. I've done exactly what you asked of me. But I think Clemson went with the guy they thought had the bigger upside. Now, transferring four games to the season, that's kind of rough, you know. But I understand the new rule, the way it works out. He's going to have this entire season back to play again. Um, don't necessarily like how it kind of seems like he quit on the team. But, I mean, in the big picture, he's looking out for himself. So, I mean, I understand the decision yeah. he made. Uh, you know, I, I, I would kind of, you know, I would maybe think about the same thing if I was in this position. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, Trevor, no question, you making the decision. You you got your diploma. That's a little bit different. Grad transfer, uh, finished out the year, 
Now, that was a different rule then. Couldn't have taken advantage of it anyway because you had redshirted. He hadn't, he's got the opportunity to do this and still maintain his fifth year of eligibility somewhere else, and it could be a very good thing. It has to be hard, too, looking over your shoulder. Look what happened last week. Tyrod Taylor's looking over his shoulder and seeing Baker Mayfield, the number one Absolutely. pick. And Baker ignited the thing, and it's his moving forward. You had to have been looking over your shoulder and seeing Baker Mayfield, right? And that had to be a tough thing. That can cripple a quarterback a little bit. He, it's not like he's played bad. He came in and saved the day 18 days ago. Absolutely. That could be and, tough. And here's my thought on it. I'm, I'm not a big proponent of transferring and I'll, I'll go out there and say that I'm a person that transferred but I thought my situation was a little bit different I was a guy that like Kelly Bryant and this is where I'm gonna, about to say that I think Kelly Bryant may be the second one where I really agree with it um, I came in I did everything they asked me to do at Oklahoma I spent my four years there I played a lot of ball and that was a key you know little segment of it right um, and then at the end it wasn't I'm upset I'm, I'm mad I'm they decided to go with somebody else that they thought was a better fit at the position. I had played a lot of ball before. I wanted to play again because I thought it was best for my future. And it ended up being that. I think that's the approach that Kelly Bryant is taking. I tried to do it a little bit more um, softly than this. And, and being it in, in the middle of the season, like you said, I think that makes it where the fans might think, oh, he's quitting on his team. But look at Kelly Bryant. He's played phenomenal football the last year and a half. He thinks he's got a good shot to have football in his future. I, I don't disagree with it. The other guys that have done it, that have done it successfully, have gone the JUCO route before this happened. I was the grad transfer, so I got to play right away. Right. But you look at Jarrett Stidham, he has to go an, an opposite route, but he was the same type mm -hmm. of person. Played really well at his first school, didn't like the situation or didn't see himself in the situation, so ends up going somewhere else for the benefit of him, and he's done a great job. This is a gigantic story. Absolutely. When you really just start thinking about this, Kelly Bryant led them to the college football playoff last year. <laughs> I mean, if he's guilty of anything, it's being the next guy after Deshaun Watson. But Think among himself, this. he played extremely well for them. I Two really... quarterbacks in the college football playoff last year are now backups on their right. team. Right. That is incredible. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely incredible yeah. to think about. But it really is. I, I'm, that's coaching. I mean, you look and see what you know Tua's done and then even Trevor Lawrence. And if they think that's the best guy moving forward, then that, that's an incredible coaching move because yeah. I know for me – it would be very tough to put a guy in front of a guy that's already led me to a, a college football playoff and yeah, played absolutely. really good football. But, I mean, you look at my situation. We had went and beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, and I had played a lot of really good ball. I was, I think, 11-4 and four as a starter at the time, and, and I, I got benched. Um, it's just it's coaching, and I appreciate coaches evaluating and making it, hey, go compete every single yeah. day. It's not what you've done. It's what you're doing right now yeah. and moving forward. Even harder for Kelly, too, Justin, because he was a senior. Trevor knew he had a whole other year, so Absolutely. he could mull his options. And really, didn't you get told no initially? Because they had Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray on the roster. They had three quarterbacks with a bunch of years left. Even Jake had a couple of years left on his, on his deal. And then all of a sudden things changed around here in historic fashion. It opened up an opportunity for you to get back to where you had originally committed out of San Antonio. Right. This is a different deal where you can be pro player on this deal because he's it. If he plays one more snap, that's the redshirt rule, four games. If he plays one more snap, he's done in college. 2018 will be his last year. At the same time, I never grew up quitting on anything, and you probably can tell I was a career backup in every sport. <laughs> right, unlike my son, who's a beast, right. beasting, I'm a career backup, and I never quit one time. And it, got, it was tough, and I had to deal mm. with it knowing I wasn't going to play. Right. Never quit in season. And I, just, I don't like that. you know. But you've got to factor in the, the unique situation. Absolutely. I don't like the message that it gives the team, first off. I think the coaches – if you're Dabo, Dabo Sweeney, I think you can kind of understand what Kelly Bryant's going to think about the situation. You know, you've been some mid-season mid after he's already been the starter, already played well for you. I think you kind of understand how he's going to react. What you could have possibly done, you know, I don't know if this was a realistic possibility, but what they could have done is sat him down and said, hey, man, we're going to – Trevor's going to be our guy going forward. Uh, what we're going to do is, you know, we're going we're gonna to allow you to redshirt, but stay on the program after the season's out. 
after the season's over, you let them transfer. But I mean, mid-season, it doesn't really give a positive message to the to the team. And right. I mean, guys are going to feel kind of divided in the locker room. Guys who may have felt like you know that was their guy going forward may be a little divided. But I mean, I think it could have been handled a little bit differently. But I mean, I do understand where he's where he's coming and from. I think yep. you're right. And I, for me, I remember you know starting to go through the process, the transfer process, right before we were playing Clemson, actually in the uh, in the Orange Bowl. Oh yeah. And it was incredibly important to me that nobody on that team knew what I was doing. I wanted to keep it under the wraps until it had to come out because I was a captain on the team, and I I really was invested in what that team had to do. We'll look back on the Alabama game and ahead to Arkansas next with Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Tex-Ags, Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you. Back for another segment with Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning. All right. We're going to see the Piggy people this week in a 50-50 split crowd. Jerry Jones, an Arkansas guy, and he's been he's been upset too many times since 2012. And 14, 15, 16, and 17 up there, you guys were together on the 16 team, and more often than not, they found ways to lose these things. And A&M has taken advantage late in these games. What do you guys think of the atmosphere? As players who played in that building versus – I'm a home-and-home, like, campus college football guy. Right. What do you all think about the venue, the environment, the opportunity to play in Jerry World and things like that? I like playing in different venues. I think, you know, my first college football game was in, uh, was in Houston, NRG Stadium. And I think, I think it's, really, it's really amazing to kind of go over there and kind of get the, the mixed atmosphere because it's not just A&M, it's not just Arkansas. I think it's very helpful, you know, when you're talking about planning for bowl games. Uh, I think it's very helpful for recruiting different, you know, you go to the Dallas area, there's so many recruits in that area. Um, I mean, it's an awesome experience overall. I agree. I, I think it's, you know, obviously Jerry World's one of the best venues in, in football period, in sports period. Um, you know, when I was at Oklahoma, we went and played at the Cotton Bowl every year against Texas. There's a different sort of hype around it um, from the fan perspective and from the player perspective. And I think you're right. It, it plays a lot into recruiting. But, man, that Arkansas game two years ago when we were there together, that was one of my favorite games to play in because of the venue, because of the, you know, just the driving up to Dallas and kind of the whole weekend surrounding it. I think it's going to be pretty cool. But, um, you know, coming into this game, obviously – Arkansas hasn't been playing all that well. Um, I think we've played really, really well despite, you know, obviously a 2-2 two and two record. Our losses are number one and number two. And uh, this week's going to be a lot of fun going up there to Dallas. We'll stick with you, Trevor, here, and then a follow-up from Justin. What, what, so what do you see right now? What's the biggest positive you see with this team, even going back to the Bama game, even though it was a 22-point loss, moments in there where it could have been a much closer football game, things went against you. You can't let it happen. It happened. We talked about it last week. They capitalize more than any team in the country on your mistakes. The mistakes really hurt this team. Not have a Dono out there really hurt this team. But just overall, what did you see there that you're still encouraged about as you now go into a very vital part of the schedule? More, You knew you'd be 2-2 two and two probably. Maybe they didn't, but we did. And then, But now you're going into a situation where you could be 4-0 and over your next four. And it's going to have a huge – or you could be 1-3, and 2-2. Two and Because two, it's tough, but it could go either way these next four. We're still finding our identity. Yeah. And what I love is – my positives and my negatives taking away from this game are on a very, very fine line. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll explain why. I think the positives are that despite losing these two big games, we still have the mindset of, hey, we're still playing good football. We're a great program. We have the culture in place to go and do anything that we want to do. The two yeah. teams that we played are the by far the best two teams we'll see all year. Let's keep moving forward. We're a great ball club. I think Jimbo and his staff have done a great job of instilling that in the guys. And I feel that even as a fan. I really do. Mm. Now, where that could fall on the negative side is, hey, Jimbo and his staff keep nailing this into our head that we're a great team, that we're a great team, but now we keep losing these big games. I don't mm. want guys to take this and, and kind of go the negative route with it, thinking, man, I know they're saying you know we're playing good and all this stuff, but... We're two and two. We're not, we're losing ball games. So, you know, I, I 
this week's going to be huge for us in getting back on that positive side, and then we need to make a run. We've got a tough slate ahead of us. I yes. mean, just because we got those two out of the way, everybody's been talking about all oh, that first month, that first mm-hmm. month, we got to play these juggernauts, but now we got to go and play in the SEC West, and there's some really tough competition. Yeah. So it's a fine line. I think we need to stay on the right side of that fine line of, hey, we still are a great program. We're playing really well, especially at certain positions. We got to keep moving forward in the positive now, direction. Now, who knew that your cross division rivals are going to be? A, that's going to be a tough matchup. You, you, we knew you'd have to go to South Carolina, be difficult, but Kentucky may be the real deal. Absolutely. Justin, what do you think about the stretch that lies ahead, and what do you see with this team? Uh, well, first of all, let me go back to Alabama. There's a lot of good and bad to be taken away from the game. I thought we competed very well against them. You know, I mean, the first half, two minutes left in the half, it's a it's a one score game, 21-13. Then we blink our eyes, you know, throw an interception, tack a 15 yard penalty onto it, make a couple mistakes, eye violation, and now it's 31 13. You know, I mean, you kind of talked about it already. This team will bleed you dry. Great programs you play like that will bleed you dry. We we have to eliminate the mistakes moving forward. I think the biggest takeaway from the game for me is, you know, the run game. We played very well uh, against the run on defense. Alabama was averaging 237 yards on the ground heading into the game. We held them to 109. You know, we can win football games like that. And I think especially moving forward, it's a line of scrimmage league. Uh, if we can stop the run, you know, all the other things on the back end can be corrected. You know, we lost Donovan Wilson. Our DBs didn't play as well as they should have. He was a leader back there. But I think moving forward, that's something that we can uh, definitely improve on uh, if, we, if we have that style run game. I think, you know, this stretch can definitely sneak up on you. You know, Alabama's not necessarily – I mean, not Alabama. Arkansas's not necessarily a bad football team. Yeah, they're one in three. But, I mean, they've played – they've moved the ball well against some good teams. Mm-hmm. I think – uh, in the Auburn game, you know they out they outplayed them in terms of yardage. You know they had 290, held Auburn to two, 225. You know they they lost the turnover battle two to zero, and so they didn't win the football game. The Blues in 34 to three, but I think you know they moved the ball against good teams. They've they've shut down good offenses, and I think um, we have to come out and play every single week. I mean it's a gauntlet. That's why we're playing in this right. conference. That's why we're in this division. But I think you know moving forward, we have to continue to correct the mistakes that we made in the Alabama game because yeah, if we don't, teams will bleed you dry. Yeah, and this is a Super Bowl for them. You don't Absolutely. think this is important for John Chavis Absolutely. and Chad Morris and Aggie, who Absolutely. thought he was in line for potentially getting this thing, and he didn't. You know, and there's it's obvious to everybody but him that you need to go with Jimbo Fisher when he's going to say yes to right. you. But that doesn't mean he's not fired up for something like this. No question about that. Uh, let's do our hot list before you guys get out, Trevor. Yep. One, two, I, three. I think uh, first off the bat, I was really impressed with our kicking game on, on Saturday. Um, oh, yeah. Seth Small did an incredible job. He looks like a veteran out there. Um, <laughs> it, it's to go on the road in front of 100,000 and perform the way that he did. Um, I, th- I think that was big time. Now, moving forward um, down the hot list, I think still Donovan Wilson is our playmaker on defense. I hate this new rule oh, with the targeting rule. It's it's getting out of hand. And I know um, on the Lucci cast last night, um, Mr. Goodwin, he, he kind of nailed it down. But it's just getting to a, a point to where it's taking games away from these guys. And it, it's, it's really not fair. I, I get, you know, the head-to-head, the deliberate, dirty plays. But when you're playing football Absolutely. and you accidentally hit heads and you're making a, a ball play, you can't kick a guy out. I'm going to get off my soapbox there. Great. Donovan Wilson <laughs> is, is my number two. I, I think that he's still a big-time playmaker moving into this week. And then so I'm going to go back. I haven't talked about him in a few weeks because we, we kind of – we over talk about him, but Kellen Mond. Yeah, Kellen Mond played phenomenal on Saturday. I thought he had a few mistakes, of course, um, which ended up, you know, costing us a few, a few points and things like that. But I still think he was tough. He played really hard. He sat in there with confidence. Um, I think the guys are still going to rally around him. So, oh, yeah. those are my three guys right now. Wow, One hundred and thirty rushing yards on Bama. The most ever on a saving defense. Right. Yeah. For a quarterback. Fantastic. Right. Yeah, no question about it. And then the run D that Justin talked about where – Luchy mentioned this, a great stat. He looked it up. Fewest yards allowed on the ground against Bama, 109 yards allowed to Bama since 2014 LSU. Mm. I mean, that's – you're talking about four calendar years since the team's got – I think this run defense is for real. Give me your hot list, Absolutely. Justin. Uh, so, first of all, I'm going to go special teams as well. Braden Mann, I mean, set the NCAA record for, for the best punting in the game. And I think that's a huge facet of the game. That's an area he's been good at all year long. We'll run down the SEC games that matter in week five. Keys to the game for A&M against Arkansas and a score prediction on the final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network.
All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Every year, thousands overpay for a used car. They're left feeling disappointed, ashamed, and alone. Traditional pricing books only add to the confusion, offering only guesstimates and ranges. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Hey there, I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kids stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more, like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick. Miss Lydia. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and it's time right now to run down the SEC games that matter in Week 5. Game number one, Tennessee at Georgia, 2.30 Central Time at Sanford Stadium on CBS. And at the time of this recording, the dogs are favored by 31-and-a-half. Man, that seems like a lot, but man, Tennessee stinks. They have no upper-level talented players. We used to say Butch Jones was a great coach except on Saturdays. I'm not sure Butch Jones was a great coach. Look at what he left behind. This team was in the top ten at this time two years ago, and they've left behind almost nothing. Completely depleted roster. Georgia is loaded and will cover the 31.5. It seemed like a lot. My first reaction was to go Tennessee in the points, but I'm not picking Tennessee and anything against anybody. Georgia will cover 31 and a half. Game number two, Klanga Klanga. I can't wait for this one in Starkville. Florida at number 23, Mississippi State. Five o'clock at Davis Wade Stadium, ESPN main channel. And it is Mississippi State favored at home against their old coach, Dan Mullen, by seven and a half. And I wish I were able to cover this game or just be a fan at this game and tailgate and enjoy myself and watch this football game as a fan. Dan Mullen comes back and they're wearing, you know, they're wearing the shirts and they're going to boo Dan Mullen and they shouldn't. They should not boo Dan Mullen. They should cheer Dan Mullen for what he did. And when Florida comes calling, you got to pick up the telephone. And what he did in Starkville and he stayed longer than he could have, 9 years. And he's their greatest coach ever. And what he did there was absolutely phenomenal. For 5 weeks, Dan Mullen had Mississippi State number 1 overall in the country. I mean, that is just mind-boggling to think when you think about what that program has been historically, what he faced and went up against in the SEC West, and what he didn't have in Starkville when he got there. He did a phenomenal job, and they ought to praise him and cheer him. But they won't. 
They'll boo the heck out of them on Saturday, and it's going to be fun. Mississippi State, though, is a better football team than Florida, and they'll cover the 7.5. Game number three, South Carolina at 17th ranked Kentucky, 630 Kroger Field on the SEC Network. My guys, Tom Hart, Jordan Rogers, and Cole Kublik on the call. This is going to be a tight game. Kentucky favored at home by 1.5 points, and they'll cover that. We'll win the game. It'll be single digits, but overall, in the trenches matters. Kentucky's got skilled talent. Not quite like South Carolina overall, especially at receiver on the perimeter, but they've got they've got a really good running back in Benny Snell, and they're better up front. No question about it. You give their D-line edge against South Carolina's offensive line, their offensive line has been much improved. <clears throat> I give the Cats the edge over the Gamecocks in that offensive line versus the South Carolina defensive line, even though their D-line is pretty good with Kinlaw. And DJ Wanham with the Gamecocks, I still like Kentucky. I like them better in the trenches. They'll win the game. They'll cover one and a half, certainly. And game number four, Ole Miss at LSU, the fifth-ranked team in the country. Are they the fifth-best team? I'm still not buying it, but give them credit for their resume. 7 o'clock at Tiger Stadium, Death Valley at night. ESPN LSU favored by 12. Again, I'm going favorite to cover. Ole Miss going to score some points, but LSU's defense is legit. And while LSU's offense has issues, Ole Miss's defense stinks. So I think LSU is going to win this game by close to 20 points. So I think definitely an easy cover minus 12. And that brings us to A&M versus Arkansas. 11 o'clock at AT&T Stadium, the annual trip and sojourn up two and a half hours north from Aggieland to Jerry World on ESPN. A&M at the time of this recording is favored by 20 and a half points. Here are the keys to the game. I got four. Number one. And I say this a lot, but fast start. You got to jump on them. You got to squeeze the life out of the piggies and the piggy people in that building because they're very impatient right now. So do that. Take the energy out of Jerry World, the Arkansas uh, alum, of course. And also, you got to tackle. Tackle, cover somebody, and pressure Story. You got to pressure Ty Story, still a very young quarterback. He's looking for playmakers, trying to figure it out. But you have to tackle because Rakeem Boyd is a load. I think he's going to change their offense a little bit when they realize they've done themselves a disservice if they don't hand the football to Rakeem Boyd 15 or 20 times in this game. If they hand it to Whaley 15 or 20 times, they've done themselves a disservice. I think they'll go Boyd, and then they're going to try to hit something, and you got to cover. This is a chance. They're not a good passing team. They're not a good team. So go cover them up. Couldn't do it against the weaker two teams this year, certainly against the better two. Cover them up. You have to protect Kellamon. That's another key critical issue right now. Give him time to operate and find the receivers and tight ends down the field against their former D.C., John Chavis. There will be receivers and tight ends down the field, but you have to give Mon time. And number four, you got to get a few turnovers. And not even necessarily to win this game, but to get rolling. They can be contagious. Get some turnovers. Get the ball rolling. A&M will cover the spread, the 20-and-a-half, and will win this game 45 to 17. 45 to 17. The Aggies roll the Hogs at Jerry World at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Big thanks to Jimmy Wright, Trevor Knight, Justin Dunning, our producer, Dalton Hughes. And we'll talk to you next week to break down Arkansas and look ahead to a home game. Should be a fun one coming up October the 6th against the Kentucky Wildcats. You've been listening to the Tex Ags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network.